Epic Turn is a podcast about the hobby gaming industry, what we love or hate about it, how it's evolving and changing, and other things that as gamers we're passionate about. Your hosts are Brian McLemore, that's me, and Tim Aldridge. Welcome as we take our next Epic Turn. So this episode, we're going to talk about deck builders. Yeah, uh, unfortunately we missed our deck building night. We did miss our deck building night. That's mm-hmm. really unfortunate. You're going to have to edit all that previous shit out. I'm going to start again. You should not bring that up. What's wrong with you? Nah. <laughs> But no, episode two is going to be all about the deck builders, the latest craze to hit the board gaming industry, in my opinion, ever since uh, Dominion, really. Dominion is uh, what is the staple or the classic, if you will, for the deck building. But Dominion itself is really old, isn't it? Oh, it's extremely old. I think it's 1980-something, if I remember correctly. I'm going to have to... This is bad. I don't know my my board game history in terms of right off the top of my head. And you're supposed to be the expert. I'm not the expert. I just... You know, love playing games. Actually, 2008. 2008, okay. So, five years old. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, compared to... I don't think it really started getting popular, though, until you got Ascension. Well, I think that's when, you know, it, a lot of people got into it was Ascension. I mean, I have i didn't even hear about Dominion until it had probably four expansions mm-hmm. is when it got introduced to me. Actually, it's, yeah, four expansions because Alchemy was going to be the first... It was Alchemy. I had Alchemy, Intrigue, and the base set was the first three I played with. Yeah. So, and, and, you know, it's definitely the grandfather or whatever of the genre, I think. Um, I know that the a story, kind of quasi-official story we heard at Gen Con last year, was that the guy who, uh, Gary, who made from Gary Games and made Ascension, used to be a huge Dominion player. But it got too static for him, and so he, it, Ascension started off as basically his favorite variant of playing Dominion. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so uh, he uh, he would take you know like one of every card from every set and just stick it in a stack and shuffle it, and that was their Dominion deck. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah, I'd have to buy. We'd have to buy all the sets and try it. Yeah, but that's how he started formulating the idea. And of course, his background as a Magic player weighed into it and uh oh of course yeah and so that really led to the genre i think as we know it today yeah now everybody has a deck building game let's see uh resident evil has a deck mm-hmm. building game star trek has a deck building game marvel has a deck building game dc has a deck building game i mean it's definitely you know uh, the latest craze if you will mm-hmm. for uh, miss that we talked about last time is a is a spin on the deck building game it is it's a reverse deck builder that's very true yeah um flame war another deck building style game was it uh kinda a little bit you know just a, just a smidge yeah kinda kinda <laughs> of course you know ascension which you could almost call the three major arcs of ascension completely different games oh yeah the chronicle i don't remember the block names but it's chronicle the the souls and now the new one i think is called darkness mm-hmm. but yeah each one plays a little bit different yet it still has well each one introduces a new mechanic and right. a new variation, but it's still essentially still the same game. Well, it has the same core rules. You know, each set introduces slight variants, and sometimes they get reused. Like, I don't know Fate got reused in the most recent uh, arc. Uh, Fate is, re- is back in Hunter. Mm-hmm. Same with Trophy Monsters. Right. So those are back. Right. So they reuse the older mechanics, mm-hmm. but they change the card availability so that if you're just playing with those sets, the game plays drastically different compared to the old ones. Oh, most definitely. But yeah. I do like the fact that I can we can technically have, you know, big Ascension Night where we take everything 
and combine it into one. Uh, I don't know if that's a great idea, but it'll be <laughs> sounds like it might be a bad do. idea. <laughs> that's like uh, that's like one uh, you know one honor uh, Spartacus. Got oh, got to no. do it once. Got to do it once. Got to do it once. Just yeah. like we got to do six man power grid just once. I'll know that we should do as much as we can get people to agree to. But I, I agree. I agree. <clears throat> but again, yeah. Anyway. But back on the deck building. So, mm-hmm. you know, we both have played Dominion. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoy Dominion. You were not as fan. We're not that much of a fan. I think it's a good game, but it, it became very static. I mean, I agree with the what I've heard Gary from you know, uh, Gary Games really thought about it, is that, you know, it became very predictable after a while. Same thing we saw in the first Ascension set, though. It became very, you know, binary tree. <laughs> you know, it's like, if this, do that. You know, yes. and that's what the whole game turned into uh, right. for the first expansion. That that kind of went away in the second uh, arc. Uh, the Storm of Souls. Yeah, it was a lot less if this than that. Well, actually, Storm of Souls is more if acquire these cards, get ready to play Solitaire for 40 minutes. And that was the problem with that arc. That is true. And that's why we banned it at board game night. It is banned. But no, uh, with Dominion, I, I really like the fact and that this is carried over into games such as uh, Penny Arcade, which I thought was amazing. I love the humor of it. Mm-hmm. The PvP is a lot of fun. But it's that style of game where, you know, you in the rule book, it gives you a standard set of cards to play with. However, if you really want to have fun and you really want to, you know, mix it up is, you know, they give you one of every card that you shuffle together, draw, mm-hmm. and that's the ones you play with. I like that idea. It it allows it for to not be static. I mean, we saw the same thing in Thunderstone. We played, you know, a couple games, mostly the base set, and, you know, we only played the, the starter cards. But that's what I like about those that style of deck builder is mm-hmm. you don't know what's going to come up and your strategy has to be different based on, you know, what 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 the random you know card selector does for you yeah and that's definitely a uh, a, st- a whole genre like sub genre i think the you know where you have i've seen two or three different genres of deck building games you have the randomizer cards which you get in dominion to some degree right because you have all these different cards and you only play with so many of them correct and you have it in penny arcade for sure almost think, yeah yeah <laughs> Um, and I, did Thunderstone play that way? It's been yes. a while since we played that one. Yeah, Thunderstone plays the same way. You can do it the exact same way. Mm-hmm. And then you have yeah. games, though, like Star Trek and Ascension, where here's your deck. Right. But there's just a lot of different cards in it. Right. And, I mean, to be honest, back it's uh, – we saw this with Star Trek mostly. was It was very formulaic for us. Mm-hmm. We were able to go, okay, we need to acquire A, B, and C in order to, you know, survive, you know, the, the board. either either – kill your opponent or <laughs> when we're playing the Borg and watching you table flip, uh, how did it actually defeat that them? one game was bullshit. And you know, it, that, that game was a little rough. I'll, I'll, I will admit to that. That yeah, was yeah. board cube, board cube, mm-hmm. board cube, board cube, flip table. Yeah. yeah, that's about right. Yeah. And the only reason you guys weren't one to flip the table is because you were laughing at me wanting to flip the table. It was kind of hilarious. It's the first time I've ever seen you try to rage quit a game, but Going, yes. going back I think that's on, the only time I've ever tried to rage quit a game like since I was a kid. Uh, decipher Star Wars? Some games where, you know, you're just getting force trained the whole time? No, nah, I didn't want to... I, 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 no, nah, that didn't make me want to force quit. Uh, I don't know. There, <laughs> There's a couple times where I've, like, Son of Skywalker decks playing... I, I piloted it, but playing against it, I would want to flip a table. Uh, that, that exists in all CCGs. Those decks <laughs> that you love playing, you hate playing against. Yes. 
It's always fun when those when you're both playing the same deck. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. <laughs> by fun I mean I, oh god that sucks. Um, let's not uh, mirror matches is another topic entirely. However, so going <laughs> going back on topic, the there is no topic. There is a topic. It's oh. deck builders. Okay. Um, the ascension the the problem I I see with that deck building game is I I get a core strategy every time mm-hmm. and I I tend to. <laughs> I tend to, you know, look at it and go, okay, I already know this is going to work. And if I see one opponent play it, I, I kind of start form, you know, forming an idea of how to stop it. Um, it's more, you know, that, that's more of the case when you're doing 2v2. I mean, not 2v2, uh, 1v1. But when you get into that four-player game, it's the same thing. Like, you can still say, okay, this person's going really heavy construct, so I want to pick up a little bit more destroy, mm-hmm. or I want to start, you know, hate-picking some of those constructs so he doesn't get a huge engine going. I don't yeah. know. I, I find Ascension to be very... Uh, I love the game. I love playing it. I mean, when we were playing, you know, the iOS version, again, 20 games going at any one time. Mm-hmm. But at a, at a certain point, you know, we even look at each other when we're playing. And once, you know, certain cards hitting are hitting each player's deck, we're like, okay, we already know you're about to, you know, kickstart something we don't even want to touch. <laughs> and we might as well go ahead and quit now. And 85 to 90% of the time, we're right. Like, you just get to snowball like crazy. Yeah, well, you know, I haven't got to play the third set that much, but or the third arc, rather. Right. I, but hopefully that's something that they're addressing. Because uh, the second arc, it, Solitaire became a major problem. Well, and, I don't see Solitaire becoming a problem in this set. Uh, mm-hmm. All the games I've played, uh, one ver- 1v1 has been pretty much, you know, an even, even footing. There was occasionally, like, there's the chance of one of the burst cards making it a little unfair. Mm-hmm. But... In a four-player game, I don't see that happening too often. I mean, the burst is just insane yeah. from one player. Maybe we should bring it back for uh, for board game nights and, and give it a, and give it a try. the The hard thing about bringing this back for board game nights is it's only four players. I mean, you could bring it into six, but to you know, it's meant to be played with four. Yeah, until the X pack comes out anyway. Right. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. But so. Going from Ascension, going on to another one, going to the reverse. I know we talked about it last episode. I I want to talk about it again, mm-hmm. is Miskatonic. The yeah. concept for Miskatonic is great. And for our listeners who have yet to play Miskatonic, first question is, what's wrong with you? The the actual thing I'm going to talk about, though, is its mechanic, <laughs> which is uh, you start off with uh, a handful of Miskatonic schoolgirls. It's not as kinky as it sounds. It is not. And each one has uh, basically life and horror. And life lets you buy things for other, you can buy other classmates or you can buy locker items, which locker items for those who've played Ascension is essentially like a construct. Yeah. Or an artifact for magic. Yeah. Yeah. They're permanent effects. They stay in play and they help you out every turn. Correct. Which some of them kind of broken, but anyway. Then the the horror stuff you can use to purchase faculty members. Now, when you purchase a faculty member, that card goes immediately to your right into your opponent's uh, classroom. Is it right or left? I believe it's right. It might be left. I think it's left. I think it's no, because it because remember you're buying for the person next to you. Yeah, both of those are technically next to you. Well, no, I meant in terms of going clockwise order. Um, oh, you're buying for the person that goes next. Yes, remember you're always buying for the person that is up next. Okay, yeah, I guess I would be right. Yeah. So, no, well, it depends on what side. Anyway. <laughs> this is why I wanted to have the, you know, board game, or, you know, uh, deck building night, so we could re- all this would be fresh. 
Yeah, unfortunately, that didn't work out, did it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, I blame puppies. It's not puppies. Anyway, um, <laughs> so when you buy the faculty card, it goes into your opponent's classroom, and they have to deal with that faculty member right at the start of their turn. And that can be very detrimental because the whole point of the game is to get all the opponents to lose all their sanity, mm-hmm. which you it's a last at, man standing game. Right. And it starts at 20 and it goes to zero. But what makes that mechanic so awesome and so cool is it's a reverse deck builder. You are trying to fatten up your opponent's deck. So they keep drawing faculty members over and over and over again and mm-hmm. not drawing any schoolgirls to beat up faculty members. Yeah. And part of what you do with the, with the schoolgirls is, stop the faculty members they have a like a power and toughness kind of stats as well Uh, i think it's worth mentioning too that not only do you put you know buy for yourself and buy for your opponents but you have to do it yeah there is no option that's what it fires automatically because when you buy a schoolgirl or a locker item they go into your up basically your uh your draw pile for the next turn mm -hmm. because you have to draw whatever you bought first and then uh, then whatever's in the remainder of your deck. Right, but I was talking about the the whole mechanic where if you can't afford to buy somebody, you get a uh, exchange student. Oh, yes. You, and your right. opponents will get a substitute teacher, which they're weak, kind of crappy monsters and not yeah. very helpful students. Yeah, it forces it. That yeah. is correct. Yeah. That, and that, like I said, that game is amazing. I cannot rave about it enough. We've had so much fun playing that game. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> we still have fun playing that game. Again, the only problem with it as a deck builder, like most deck builders, is only four players. Yeah. Well, deck builders and, are hard to balance past four. Oh, no, I, I definitely agree. But that's the, like I said, that's the only downfall for us in, you know, in group, people who have large gaming groups is you can't play beyond four. Mm-hmm. It only comes with four paddles and that's it. Yes. Yes. Your, your play board, by the way, looks like a paddle. Paddle. <laughs> yes. Again, not as kinky as it sounds. No, it's, it's very much a Cthulhu game. Like, H.P. Lovecraft is the principal. It's, again, and every faculty member has some elder god twist to them. Mm-hmm. Something from the mythos has infected that faculty. Yeah, so if you're and a Lovecraft it, geek like Tim, you will absolutely love it. Can't help it. Can't. We're going to have an intervention. Do we need to have a an intervention on yeah. my love of the mythos? Yes, we will bring a giant banner. <laughs> okay, Barney. Anyway. But, you know, like I said, the, the deck builders, is, it's again, it's a, it's a craze that's just kicked up. I mean, I, I think I see probably, oh, I want to say at least two or three deck builders on Kickstarter every month, if that. Probably. Give or take. Yeah. I mean. Unfortunately, most of them probably aren't that good. Yeah. I mean, there's still a couple we have to try. I mean, mm-hmm. for our listeners, we are not the, we do not have the end all be all, be all of all knowledge base. For this kind of stuff. Nor do we have an infinite budget where we can buy every game that comes out. <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> uh, that, like, for example, we still haven't played Sentinels of the Multiverse. Uh, we saw it at Gen Con. We passed by the booth three or four times. There was never room for a play demo, so we never played it. Yes. Eventually, we also have not played uh, Village Wolves. We are not playing Hide and Go Seek. <laughs> and we also haven't played the Resident Evil one from Bandai, even though we really want to, it just hasn't happened for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and personally, I blame Tim. It's not my fault. But on the flip side, we have played a lot, so you know, <laughs> I think we have a pretty good opinion going here. Well, which, I think I think between the two of us, we've we've clocked in well over a thousand games of Ascension. 
maybe more like fifteen hundred or more. I don't know. I mean, it's it's a lot. Just my iPhone score alone, I have like five hundred or so. Yeah, I, I don't even look at my my iPhone app anymore. I, at one point, it was getting so bad where I go to bed and all of a sudden, like thirty games would be queued up by the time I woke up, and that was not fun. It kind of was fun. It was, but it had a step. <laughs> yes, the constant playing. But you know, there now. You know, with the deck builders, there's there's a lot of things I like about it, and this is also, you know, I guess, gonna we're gonna start crossing into another really popular thing that has caught on with just FFG, but it's really blown up across uh, the hobby. Is the LCG system? Is the why why I love the deck building game is it's kind of like the deck playing, building or LCG uh, deck building right now, not LCG. Okay. I said it's gonna cross into that realm. Mm-hmm. Uh, is the that the mentality where it's kind of like drafting in any CCG? Well, if you want to talk about drafting it, on a CCG and, and board games, you know which game we have to talk about. Oh, we we'll get to Seven Wonders, but yeah, hold on, we, we'll, we'll we'll get back to that. But the the whole you have a limited card pool, like Ascension. You know, or okay, by the and time, that was like five people looking down their phone right then. <laughs> Looking down at their phone. Yeah. Yes. If with uh, with Ascension, you know, you know, okay, I pretty much know most of the cards in the set. And I know how many copies there are. Yeah. Or even in Star Trek, I know that there's only one copy of a card. Or in Penny Arcade, you know the numbers, Dominion, you know your numbers. So you know you have a finite pool of resources. Mm-hmm. And you have to mentally build it on the fly. It's kind of like... What I mean by it's kind of like building magic or playing, I mean, drafting a magic or any CG or sealed is you have that limited pool that you get right then and there and you know the contents pretty much and you have to build it in your mind as you go. Yeah, and there's definitely mechanics that are common with drafting, like uh, hate, hate drafting. Yeah, counterpicking, yeah. hate drafting. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I mean by that is I, I absolutely love that mentality you have to have and... It, it's an interesting thing for deck builders. I mean, there's not a lot of people. I know some people just don't like them because you're you're having to think more on the fly in a sense because you don't get, you know, it's not like a board game where you have time to think out moves. It's like, okay, I got to purchase and move on and I have to quickly adjust that strategy based on either what my opponent's about to pick up or what immediately hits the board. Mm-hmm. I, I find it to be a little bit more intense in terms of... Uh, processing a a very well and thought out plan it's kind of like a race for the galaxy is the same way right which is kind of a deck builder kind of um, race for the galaxy kind of i guess technically it is yeah because you're still building a deck in a sense yeah it's all it's 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 like a mix it's a mix between that and you know seven wonders drafting but not really. Yeah, that's uh, another game we haven't played in a while. No, no, it has nothing to do with drafting. That's another <laughs> game that we haven't played in a while, but it's definitely a good game. But no, that's yeah. not really a deck builder because you're just drawing off the top of the deck, aren't you? Well, you're drawing, but you're also having to build out a system in front of you. Yeah, but it's not about deck building. It's not where you're you're going to be redrawing these cards all the time. You draw well, them you, and you play them and they're in play. It's like any other card game. Yeah, yeah, very true. Okay, mm. but no, definitely though, um, so Seven Wonders. Uh, you, <laughs> you you really want to talk about Seven Wonders? No, well, it, you segued right into it. You know, you're talking about the the draft style mechanics that we see in deck building. But if you ever want to, if you 
if you're like a hardcore magic draft uh, tournament player, Seven Wonders is like the casual game for you. A casual game? I don't know what you're talking about. We get kind of ruthless. Just it can, saying, it you, can you become very cutthroat. <laughs> it can become very cutthroat. But what we have seen a lot of times is that, at least in our group, especially because of how many people it can have, it, it, I think with all the expects, you can have eight players now. Yeah, uh, seven or eight. Yeah. Yeah, it's like eight. So, you know, with all that, you really can have like a full table. You can have a lot of people, and it just becomes a, a pretty quick game. It takes about 30 minutes to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have no idea who's going to win throughout the game, even if you think you do. Yeah, that's very true. Um, and there's so many different paths to victory. It's kind of cool. There's not like a single best way. And, right. But you have the whole mechanic is you pick a card and you pass to the right or to the left. To the left yeah. or to the right. Yeah. And then to the left again. Yeah. <laughs> That's only if you're playing with leaders. Yeah, yeah. Leaders are fun. <laughs> but no, I mean, Seven Wonders is one of those those card games that just, it makes me miss the days of drafting. Mm-hmm. Now, given I don't draft as much as I used to, like going down every weekend and drafting until I was broke, but. Mm, then you have to have a hobby. Oh, I never went broke, but that's in. But the point is that it kind of gives you that 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 feel, and it's the same thing with the deck builders. They do the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to you have to think on your feet. Like that's that that was my whole point to this. The same with I wonders you have to think on your feet. No, yeah, definitely. Because if you don't, you're going to just pick out random cards, and you'll play yep. like my nine year old daughter. Yeah, that's more or less. But yeah, it's so sad. <laughs> I think we. I think what he's trying to say is his. He's getting his daughter into board games. She's making a valiant effort. We'll go with and, that. And he's beating up on his nine-year-old kid in Ascension. Anyway, I let her win once. <laughs> but no, I mean that's that's what I love about the deck building craze is mm-hmm. that that on the fly thinking, um, and how I was going to apply that to the LCGs mm-hmm. is the whole point of a finite pool is you know what's in there. You you kind of know what you can work with and what you can't work with. Um, you know what combos are kind of broken in the set, and if you can kind of kick them off, well, guess what? You're going you're gonna to make other people cry. Um, yeah, but you know where I sit on the combo stance. Or not the combo, but the LC, LCS stance. Well, I know on the combo stance, you're all for combos. Oh, yeah, that's... yeah. No, well, that's what I'm, I'm talking about the living card games. You yeah, know, so we... I, we we talked it over a lot, but no one's heard me rant about it yet. Well, so you know, I I think I think the listeners are about to. So yeah, all all three of them. <laughs> um, so the problem I'm having with living card games is they try to sell you this vision where you're going to only buy the cards once, you buy the X packs once, and then you can play and you can do that, and you can do this. But it's and that sounds awesome, especially as a busy adult with many things to do, right? Right. But at the end of the day, it doesn't live up to that promise. Um, I know you've said, I know you've said, uh, Netrunner has finally started to deliver on that and that's exciting, but they just are such crappy systems and they're in so many ways, especially if you get in at the wrong point of the cycles and you start influencing cards. Like we bought the first X packs for, uh, game of Thrones, uh, living card game and it ruined the game. Bear Island. Yes. Oh, Bear Island. And yeah, we, we, we were looking at each other. Do we want to just not play this card? And we're like, yeah, but what's the point of not playing the card you buy, right? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we were being a little temperamental about it, but it was such, it just broke the format. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could guarantee a first turn Bear Island and really keep a steady tap on any other faction. I'm sure there were probably ways around it, but. 
I don't, I don't think it's as popular nowadays with all the, you know, all the different chapter packs that are out. No, it's not by all accounts, by looking at what the, you know, the net decks on it and everything. Right. You see very different results now. Of but course. at the time, I can't help but to imagine that it was just completely, you know, weird. Bonkers, and, yeah. yeah. Just bad. See, I, I love the living card game system, though, for for a couple of reasons. Okay, Game of Thrones, we probably just had a bad time with it, and that happens. But uh, I'll get to Netrunner in a second. I'm saving it. It's 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 my it's my my favorite part about this subject. However, I'm going to backtrack. Um, you backtrack? Uh, of course. Is for example, the Call Call of Cthulhu one was pretty good. It kept true to the original. Uh, Call of Cthulhu card game, which mm-hmm. I enjoyed playing back in the day. And uh, the chapter packs, everything was good. It had a good balance. Right. It was it was a good game. Then we then after that, we got Warhammer Invasion, which had a really neat mechanic. And I had a group of friends that have gotten really into it. They have, I think, every single chapter pack, all the expansions. And but they run into one of the biggest things is if you're the only person buying it or if you're buying it in a group of friends, well, unfortunately, some of the cards I want to use are the same kind of cards you want to use. Mm-hmm. And that's that that's their problem and their downfall. But in terms of the overall system and the overall, honestly, the, the quality was quite excellent. It had a very interesting mechanic and enjoyed playing it. Uh, then the Lord of the Rings. Now, this is one you've agreed with me was actually pretty cool because it was us versus the board. Mm-hmm. That was pretty um, fun. Um, yeah, we could have definitely played it for a while, but the, it was like what two players max. Yes, yeah, two players max, and we and you. The whole point is you do some scenario, and that's all you do. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really great. I thought that was really neat. I had a lot of fun with it, and I think that one was very well balanced. Very well balanced overall. Yeah. I can agree with that. So I think that, that one was fun. Game of Thrones just got really twisted by the X packs, right? Um, and Netrunner, I haven't had a chance to play very much yet. But. You haven't had a chance to play it that much. Uh, yeah. I plan to obviously I'm going to be bringing it with us when we get a Gen Con. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, I won't be able to compete, which kind of upsets me. Why is that? Uh, all the tickets are sold out. They were sold out day one, and I didn't realize it. So I kind of dropped the ball on getting that piece. You know. Gave my tickets for the regional tournament. Ouch. Well, don't worry. We'll we'll, we'll just make a fart by killing people in True Dungeon. <laughs> True Dungeon and hopefully playing a lot of Ascension. <laughs> like, like well, not playing a lot. I mean, getting far in the tournament. I don't know. Last year was torture, man. We went through, what, four or five rounds, and then I got cut by two honor from the top 16. Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, I think this year we're going to stand a better chance. There's a lot of us going in, and we're going to play the crap out of the, the sets. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. So mm-hmm. next next up is Star Wars, which, as you can see, I'm not going chronological order at all. Uh, yes. Star Wars is a lot of fun. I like a lot of the concepts they went with. I like mm-hmm. I, I think it's a good a good game. I don't think it's great. However, it's again, it remains to be seen. Haven't got to play enough of it. Also, mm-hmm. its first chapter pack run is done, I think, by the time we go to Gen Con. I'll have to recheck my dates, but it's still good. And then with, and what, they're trying, and they're trying to get a very more competitive feel. Okay, so now we get to Netrunner, and Netrunner I think is Final Fa- uh, Final Fantasy Fantasy Flights. <laughs> it's like, Final Fantasy's best effort. It's Final Fa- that, 
yeah, that'd be an awesome, awesome, you know, um, setting. But unfortunately, no, we get Final Fantasy 14 again. No, but seriously. You get uh, Final Fantasy 12 again? Yeah, whatever. Uh, no, it's 14 again. Anyway, um, the Netrunner is, I think, Fantasy Flight's gift to CCG players in the form of the LCG. It's very well balanced. Everything about that card game is amazing. The deck building is fun. The, all the concepts are great. There's a lot of strategy to it. Honestly, this is what I what I think of LCGs. Netrunner is what immediately comes to mind. Netrunner is how I envision all, all of them going forward. And what I mean by that is the chapter packs, yes, you know, you same standard of things. You get three copies of every card. And I say that again, three copies of every card. So even your corpse, which is your essentially your player card, you get three copies of. You might not need three copies, but they ensure that they're not doing that. Well, we're only going to print one of those, maybe two of the next, you know, blah, blah. It's three across the board. It's getting very strategic. I have yet to meet a person who has not played Netrunner and hasn't immediately fallen in love with it. Just from either artwork to gameplay, I love it. And what this gets in with deck builders is I I think if this was a deck builder, it would just be just as fun if they could find a way to do it. But anyway, I, 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 I'm sorry. I'm, I'm fanboying on Netrunner. I know there's a lot of Netrunner fans. I, I, there's nothing more to say than this game is absolutely amazing. Mm. But anyway, what were you going to say? Mm. <laughs> oh, um, no, I was so check Skype. I linked you something. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Oh. The. Uh, is this his version of how to play Ascension via Dominion? No. No. This is uh, from the guys over at uh, BoardCrafting.com. They mm-hmm. make those little insets, and it just looks like a great way to play something like Dominion. Oh yeah, because it makes it a little bit easier because you know which cards are where and the silver. Oh, okay, that's actually really nice. Yeah, it's just th- these guys make uh, really nice handcrafted game boards for various games. They have this one. I think they have one for Catan. Oh, nice. Yeah, and it's just really gorgeous stuff. Let me see if I... I'll find you the one for Catan real quick. And, of course, we will include these in the show notes. Which so. we are going to have to go back and make after the fourth act. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to create a couple links for Ascension, Dominion, all the yeah. card games we've talked about. Obviously, they're going to be in the show notes. And, you know... Which you'll be able to find at uh, epicturn.com slash episode slash two. Oh, yeah, I've seen this one. I've seen this, the 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 woodcut one. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, I would absolutely love for us to get our hands on one of those. <laughs> yeah, how much is it? I don't know. Who do we have to kill? Oh, nice. But no, back on back on topic. So uh, to go to go back into deck builders is the other thing I love about the deck building concept. And this also applies to LCGs as well, is we can just buy the base set or you can just buy the game and immediately drop and go and i feel a very fulfilled experience compared to oh i don't know actually building decks of magic and having to spend money on cards <laughs> or any other collectible card game mm-hmm. i uh i like that about the deck builders is i get that i get that urge of either drafting or sealed i get in a board game for like 30 dollars, and it's it, it's very competitive I mean, you know, we yell and scream at each other. I love that about the deck builders is I get that that cardboard crack out of my system very quickly. Um, well, just for 
just for, you know, like 30 bucks. I don't know. It's not as much fun as opening a booster. Uh, Yeah, that's true. (laughs) If only the... There's part of every former and current CCG player out there that gets a little endorphin rush every time they pop a pack and see what's in it. I agree. It's actually the one reason why I, I'm not looking forward to playing more CCGs on computers such as like Hearthstone and Hex and My Magic Champions and uh, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. And I, I could just keep going on and on and on about that part. But uh, naming games, but uh, it, you, you do not, you don't get the same feel. You don't get that same, the same rush of opening a pack. You are absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. Oh, I found the pricing on that board. Yeah, I see it. $230. No. The, the full one, kit? No, yeah. that, that, that was the one I, that I linked to you, the picture of. The one I linked to you was the Birch set. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, no. yeah. yeah. Oh, looks awesome, though. Yeah. Okay, so... So there's a corollary topic to all this stuff that we've been talking about. Uh-oh. I don't like when you use big words. That's because you don't know what they mean. Well, I do know what they mean. Anyway, go ahead. Okay. So the, the corollary I'm seeing, though, we've seen several of these deck-building games all translated to the iPhone. Mm-hmm. Ascension, um, fl- well, Flux isn't really a deck-building game, but Ascension, uh, the one with the PvP... Uh, Penny Arcade? Penny Arcade, yeah. So we've seen Ascension. We've seen Penny Arcade. We've seen a couple other ones. I could probably pull out my iPhone and see three or four more. Um, the only one of these that's really stuck to any degree for us is Ascension. Mm-hmm. And I really think that comes from the fact that it is so asynchronous, uh, especially during the second block. You know, you didn't have any actions that you could do that caused an immediate resolution on your opponent's side. Right. So it's pretty interesting how some of these mechanics that we love for uh, games like Penny Arcade with the PvP mechanic, it just completely destroys an asynchronous uh, digital version. Yeah, uh, that's very true. It's the same thing with, as you, it's not a deck builder, but it needs to be brought up as Flux. Mm-hmm. Flux is very dependent on the cards that an opponent drops. If it means we have to ditch cards, grab cards, yeah. switch cards, you know, that, that kind of stuff is it's really hard to maintain a game that you can sit and play, you know, like for us, example, Ascension, you can play over and over again and I could take my turn in two days and it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But with flux, you can't finish your turn unless I finish my turn. And I it's not even my, your turn. My action yeah. You just, turn. you're just ditching cards or discarding keepers or whatever. Same thing with the yeah. PVPs. Like if you have a way to block it, it waits for you to decide whether or not you want to block it. Yeah. And it's the appropriate thing to do, but it only makes the game fun if you're able to sit down in a synchronous type of environment, like sitting across the table or at least both of you sitting at your iPhones wherever you are and playing it out. And I I think that's a shame that they couldn't, that those type of mechanics translate so poorly to the iPhone because it it really made it a lot of fun. I I love playing the game. I played a ton against the computer just because it was fun. Agreed. I think that's... that. the more and more that the the hobby industry pushes for both a live copy and a digital copy, we'll have to deal with those kind of issues. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, I wish there were times when, or sometimes a company can look and say, look, this just isn't going to translate over to iOS or any, not sorry, iOS, any digital format. Mm-hmm. Well, let's face it, some, most of them, if you're talking iOS. 
all I know. Yeah. But I, I wish they wouldn't, you know, some companies, instead of, you know, getting our hopes up and our, you know, okay, we're finally porting this to you know, iOS. Like when Penny Arcade was announced from Playdeck, I was so excited. I was like, oh, this is really awesome. We like playing Penny Arcade. Unfortunately, the thought didn't occur to me that there's a lot of PvP combat and mm-hmm. that just isn't going to translate, you know. Oh, I really did pick well. up Agricola for the phone, by the way. Oh, about time. No, I picked it up that day. I just haven't had a chance to tell you. Oh, okay. I was going to say, did you, did you do the tutorial yet? I started it, but then something distracted me, and I haven't had a chance to go back and finish it. I oh, mean, okay. I kind of remember how to play from like the six months ago or whatever it was that we played a handful of times. Uh, about four months ago, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I will get to it. Eventually. Yeah. I also but, have Puerto Rico uh, and Ticket to Ride. Finally, yay. Uh, we can play some Ticket to Ride. Um, while we're doing but, the show, let's do it. <laughs> we're not going to do that while on the show. I would get completely distracted and this podcast would turn into, uh-huh. Yeah, that's cool. Uh-huh. Oh, did you see what I did there? Uh-huh. And no one's seeing anything. Haven't so. we done that for the last 30 minutes anyway? Mm, kind of. Uh-huh. That's, main, that's mainly from you going on board crafting. Hey, it was a good good find. No, I, what it was, I did a search of Kickstarter for uh, deck building to see oh, how many okay. results came up. And we got about two pages of results. Not all of them are strictly responses to board games or but like Mississonic showed up a couple other ones actually look pretty cool yeah I got a couple on my list that I want to try out like that fairy tale one I was telling you about last mm-hmm. week I really want to try it looks pretty good as a deck builder yeah I think I lost that tab though let me go <laughs> Kickstarter like that so with the craze with the craze I you know I one thing I always wanted to you know is one thing I've always wondered is or my why did it get so popular? Why did deck building get so so big? Mm-hmm. And I, I I have to I have to go back and say I think it's it satisfies the need of your you know your cardboard crack habit a little in, bit in some ways it's uh it's a different game every time to some degree even if it becomes formulaic right um, and it's it's really easy to play I mean I, that's one thing I will say about so far all the deck builders is none of them been way compli- have not been overly complicated although some of them could have shipped with better rules. We'll get to that later, but they're not overly complicated. Look at Dominion. Look at mm-hmm. Star Trek. Even Star Trek that has you know you have to worry about four different things on your ship, and you have to you know you have to worry about equipment and crew members and their interactions. They've really simplified the card interactions, and you're not you're not having a case where you know you're playing a CCG where you have to worry about a stack. There's no such, there's really not a concept of a stack in a lot of these. Mm-hmm. which is really nice. And it, I think it makes it simplistic and more accessible for sure. Oh, way more accessible, which I think that's one reason the deck building craze has gotten as big as it did. Mm-hmm. So okay. uh, I'm, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to, you know, <laughs> really looking forward to some new ones uh, to see at uh, Gen Con. Actually, I have one that I picked up. I got it on Kickstarter, uh, actually two that uh, I got, I got the shipment for evil baby orphanage just recently, which I got to crack all of it out, sleeve it, get it ready. Because mm-hmm. uh, it looked like a lot of fun. For those who don't know, it's made by Weird uh, or Word. I always screw up their name. Uh, they made Puppet Wars, Malathaw. I really like it. It looked interesting. You're a nanny keeping all the unruly uh, babies from history, such as Hitler, Stalin, at bay, and keeping them in their pen so they don't screw up the space-time continuum. Really which, liked it, and the yeah, other one I got timey wobbly stuff, right? You're not going to rip any holes in the fabric of space or time. Oh, uh, but no. And the other one I got was uh, Kasumi Goddess, 
It's a deck builder around uh, gods, in a mm-hmm. sense. And it's from the same guys who make Tonto Kuro, I think it is, Tonto Kuro, the, the one uh, you know our friend Alex really likes. Right, the, the Japanese-made game. Right. Which we haven't played that one yet. I hear it's fun. We'll eventually sit down and give it a whirl. Mm-hmm. So many but, games, so little time. Yeah. So, you know, I'm hoping... Hold that thought. And I'm back. I have my mic muted, so... No worries. Could, yeah, sorry. So I can talk to everybody in my room. Yeah, sorry about that. How many people you got in your room? Uh, just the dog. Oh, is it a cute dog? Yeah, of course he is. You saw him today. Yeah, he's a cute dog. He's bigger than I anyway. thought he would be. Oh, well, it's because he's grown. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Yep. Anyway, so... Uh, I forgot where actually my thought was on that last bit. Um, I told oh, you. yeah, so... I told you to hold it! I can't hold that thought. Anyway... Uh, so at Gen Con, I'm looking forward to some new ones. Mm-hmm. Like, I do want to try out Sentinels of the Multiverse because I've heard people rave about it. I do want to check out Legendary by Marvel. Yeah. I hear it's really good. And we already know that there will be a ton of the Kickstarter. Uh, people have, you know, made a big on Kickstarter out mm-hmm. there showing off. Yeah, and there's a few here that mm-hmm. I'm seeing on Kickstarter that we haven't played or don't have access to. And uh, some of them look pretty neat. Well, we'll have to get our hands on them. Yeah. You know, like um, the one about evolution. Yeah, no, just kidding. That one looks kind of weird. <laughs> I don't know. I like the the again. I'll say it again. The fairy tale battle battle mm-hmm. royale. It looks fun. Um, yeah, uh, Heroes of Metro City, a super powered deck building game. Sentinels of the Multiverse. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a non big IP superhero deck builder. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, it looks neat. Ooh, fair enough but overall like i said um deck builders they're fun they're mm-hmm. awesome i think it's uh the latest craze is great there's nothing wrong with them i think they're fun i look i, I love playing them mm-hmm. huh? yeah no, and i have to wonder how much success the digital versions have compared to the uh, the paper versions i would say probably not as not as good as the paper versions i don't know well, I, mean, I don't know actually i would say well, probably sell more digital because, for example, I bought a copy of Ascension, the mm-hmm. first one, and then you bought the iOS. I bought the iOS. Eight people in our office bought iOS, the iOS app uh, just because they played one game of it with us. So I don't know. It might be maybe equal. Yeah. Maybe. Well, I'm or just more. thinking about the the pool, right? There's only so many guys out there like us that are going to sit around and play these awesome games uh, in mm-hmm. their free time. But there's 600 million iOS users out there. Mm. I guess it depends on really word of mouth is one one way they do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for a and, long time the Ascension like backend servers could barely handle the load that they were under. Yeah. Well, I think it also helps, you know, if they put anything in, you know, featured apps, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything that helps promote the app, people are willing to try it. I mean... I, but I still think the the best way that they sell a copy of any digital game is the word of mouth from the hobbyists. Mm-hmm. When you look at it, like, again, we got so many people addicted to Ascension at our office because, you know, they either had sat down and played the card game with us or we raved about it so much until they bought it. Mm-hmm. Or they just saw us sitting around staring at each other and or not even staring at each other, staring at our iPhones, like, and then occasionally, like, giving each other smack talk. Yeah. Yeah. That, that 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 did encourage a couple of people to buy it. Not naming mm-hmm. names on the podcast, but I think encouraged <laughs> some people to buy it. Yeah. Yes, everyone loves a good smack. 
talk. Yes. Uh, but uh, I don't know what else we could say about deck builders. Like I'm, I'm honestly this part I need edited out, but I'm really trying to think of something else we can talk about with them. Well, I think it's you know I think it's going to be interesting to see where the genre you know grows into. You know, are we going to continue to see more innovative mechanics like we did with Miskatonic? Uh, that's one thing I want to see you know more of is people not just rehashing the same game with a different uh, faceplate on it. Yeah, a different flavor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know we that only carries you so far, right? The base yeah. mechanics are solid, mm-hmm. but it's really going to be up to the independent you know, individual game to see which ones are really, really going to get you there. Like, you know, even over a couple of beers last, last Gen Con, we prototyped the rough idea for a bit deck builder game. Yeah, that's very true. We did. I forgot I, all about that. I even have the templates that, that I made up after we got back before I had to go back to work. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. But no, it's, yeah. uh, yeah, that was a funny, uh, funny day. We we just kept we just kept hashing out, and what sounds like was bad. As a few people we talked about, sound like they would actually play it. Yeah, they would. Uh, it was also from the drive back from Gen Con, which was like what ten hours, if that, like eight, maybe seven or eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely more I, than a three I'd hour tour. I'm I'm interested to see where it's going to go as well. I mean, mm-hmm. there are some, like I said, Miskatana gives me hope for something that isn't just stale same thing over and over again yeah me too and that's what we've seen so many times in these games at this point everything is you know they aren't trying to they just want a different faceplate on the same game and i'm hoping that's not where the genre ends up i i don't think so i think with more people giving uh, trying their hand at it, i think we'll see maybe not all gold games like not you know the nuggets of gold that we we love but mm-hmm. we'll see a lot of interesting things that of course what usually happens when, you know, someone does a, a small company does something so amazing or they get a really neat mechanic, we'll see it incorporated into our favorites, which is itself weird, but it's good and bad. Yeah. But I mean, I, I'm looking forward to it and I'm looking. The other thing is the one thing I really like to get away from in terms of deck builders and this might seem a little weird is I don't like the big IPs doing deck builders. I know this sounds weird, but like so you don't star- really so you don't really want a star trek or a resident evil no i want to see new ip i want to see new concepts now given it does help sell it i mean that's why legendary is selling it's marble uh, okay i don't know that for certain but you know it does help it same thing with star trek mm-hmm. i mean i had the choice between buying star trek or buying resident evil and i chose star trek um, same thing with the LCGs with Star Wars. I mean, some people got into it just because of Star Wars. Like, I mean, that's great. And yeah, that helps you push product. But that's what I liked about Ascension and Dominion and Thunderstone is it's all new IP, given that it's all general fantasy. Mm-hmm. But I like that idea. I like getting something new and fresh. Yeah. yeah and I, of, I have to give it to the Ascension guys. They've done a lot of work on their background and the, oh, the yeah. mythos behind their world. Oh, the mythos is great, especially when you read all the flavor texts. Mm-hmm. But that's what I'm hoping we'll see more of. And given, especially in the indie side, which we talked about last time, is you'll see more of that. You will see more new and interesting IPs than, you know, established properties. Yeah, no, very true. Yeah. So. Well, I think we can say that we love deck builders. We hope to see a lot more of them. You know, with great innovative mechanics, and but I think that we're about ready to wrap it up. 
I, I think so. I think uh, I think we've covered a, a lot of stuff here today, and it's been great. Mm-hmm. We're happy that you guys are listening to us ramble and go on and et cetera and stumble. You're, 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 you're stumbling oh. and rambling. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, we're really happy that you're all listening to our podcast uh, over our weird discussions. Mm-hmm. We promise that uh, they'll get better as we go. Yeah, you know, this is only our second time we've ever done this. We're still learning the the tricks. I'm still editing the first episode. Yeah. So you'll get two episodes back to back. No, no. Won't. <laughs> you know, you know, with with us, you know, sometimes we're going to have weird things to talk about. We're going to have some great things to talk about. Uh, actually, a couple episodes I look forward to talking about are or some ideas I have brewing in my head. One day I know we're going to have an RPG, and that's probably going to be three or four episodes long, just us talking about RPGs. Because well, it's and speaking beside, of that, you know, when do you think we should have a loy on? Oh, Aloy. Uh, he said uh, he said he'd be willing anytime. I'm thinking probably next two or three episodes. Maybe next week. Maybe we'll find out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah we're talking about Aloy from Third Eye uh, Third Eye Games. Yeah, yeah, Aloy from Third Eye Games. He's going to be a special guest on the show. He's a mm-hmm. good friend of mine. Uh, really excited to really excited to have him on the show, and uh, we'll see where it goes. <sighs> But no, thanks again, guys, for listening to our show. You can always find our show notes at epicturn.com slash episodes. For this one, that'd be a slash two. But also, you know, you can follow us at Epic Turn or for me at Telshin, Ryan's at at Kelton. And if you like the show, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. And we'll be back again next week for another Epic Turn. Yay! Yay! We're going to have to re-record that. We don't have that email. Damn it. Okay, okay. hold on. I'll do it again. <laughs> Son of a bitch. All right, hold on. We have a script for this in the Dropbox. <laughs> I'm going to do this all the time. Blah, 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 don't blah, do blah. that. <laughs>